welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 320. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. I hope I didn't yell too loud and startle you out of your post-Thanksgiving coma nap. I hope everyone uh, here in America had a lovely uh, Thanksgiving weekend. This is a perfect way to close it out because by now you're sick of your relatives. You're kind of crabby because... The high of uh, eating all that food has worn off, and you really, you really just feel bloated and guilty. So a good way to take your mind off of all of that is to listen to a podcast, this podcast specifically, and I thank you for doing so. This is post-COVID edition part eight, the eighth episode since I died of COVID and came back to zombie podcast. So I'm happy to report I'm still here. Absolutely nothing has happened in the world since the last episode, so I have no news to report. But I did recently throw out on Twitter, the flaming hellscape that is Twitter, um, a question whether you guys were planning to watch this holiday season, the iconic, the legendary holiday special that is Christmas Comes to Packland, which I happen to see, I think on Twitter, a copy of an ad, an advertisement for that episode when it first aired whenever that was, and uh, so I, you know, I basically shared it with all of you and said, hey, what do you think of this? I don't remember ever seeing this before, but uh, clearly some of you had, and it sparked some visceral reactions from you. Sean over at Autobiography of a Schnuck, by, uh, for example, linked me to a review he had done, actually, some time ago, uh, a written review from his Pat Maniacs blog over there on uh, packmaniacs.wordpress.com. I don't know how active he is at the blog. Uh, This is the first time I can remember seeing a blog post by him, so I don't know how active it is. But uh, he wrote a thing back in 2015. Basically, he sat down and watched this thing. He he is on record, uh, I think it's fair to say, as a Pac-maniac himself, hence the name of the blog. Huge Pac-Man fan in most, if not all, of its forms, um, game-wise. So uh, I guess he felt compelled to watch Christmas Comes to Packland and give his thoughts. I'm not going to spoil too much about his review because you really should go read this. It's uh, The title of the, of the piece is Spoiler, Christmas Happens and Santa and the Reindeer Get Better. And it's the patmediacs.wordpress.com. Uh, I'm repeating all of that so that you can write it down or something because, as always... I will, I'm about to say here, I will post a link in the show notes, but I probably won't. Uh, I might, but I probably won't. So, I'm not going to say too much about the review for various reasons that I'll get to at the end of the episode. But I will sort of tell you how he starts the thing off. So why would I give away the ending of this holiday TV treasure? Well, for two reasons. One, I care about you, and I don't want you to lose 25 minutes of your life like that you'll never get back. Two... This is how every goddamn children's Christmas episode ends. So it's not much of a spoiler, is it? That kind of gives you a clue what you're about to read. More on this at the end of this episode. Speaking of which, the next two episodes of the podcast will be in December, because that's how the calendar works, and they will be, you know, that's the traditional holiday season of the uh, various holidays that people celebrate. If you guys have, oh, I don't know, ideas for things to watch, games to play, holiday memories cookie recipes, I don't care, any sort of holiday thing, yeah, loosely related to either games or storytelling, right? That's the two things we do here. We talk about games poorly, because I'm not an expert, and we tell stories, because I'm a little bit better at that. 
So if you have anything, you know, a, a version of a Christmas Carol, you know, that you really like. For the record, the best one, 1951 Alistair Sim, black and white. Awesome. Tied. I said the best, but it's actually tied in my heart with the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, those are the correct answers for that. But if you have other thoughts about Christmas Carol versions or other holiday stories, and you want to share those, even if they aren't game-related, go ahead and share them. I'll work them into the show. What was I saying? So yeah, so those next two episodes, that's what's going on on the podcast. There will be other stuff, of course, too, that I will announce later. And it'll be a lovely time to be had by all. This episode, though, we're uh, working off our turkey dinner. And uh, a good way to do that is with this week's game. This week's game is... Circus Convoy for the 2600 from Audacity Games. Hold on. 2021. This, of course, is one of the uh, two titles put out by Audacity Games. Um, the new uh, venture by David Crane and Gary Kitchen, icons, of course, in game development. There was much ballyhoo. There was much ballyhooed. So I guess there was much ballyhoo around this uh, new venture that they had. And uh, Circus Convoy was one of the first two that they released. And it, uh, spoiler, it does not disappoint. Starting with the box. The box is gorgeous. It is very retro, as you would want and expect. Audacity Games presents Circus Convoy, and there's this lovely, uh, brightly colored picture of a muscle dude with a headband and everything leaping from one semi-truck with a very concerned giraffe in it to a tanker truck with a snake sticking out of the top of the tank, and then birds flying at this dude. It's all very dramatic. Oh, and a lovely uh, sort of rainbow thing following this guy. I don't usually talk about the packaging, of course, but this was a brand new Atari 2600 game, so it seems appropriate to talk about the packaging. Very retro-looking packaging, again, as you would want. On the back, we're told that the game was conceived and designed by David Crane and Gary Kitchen for one daredevil at a time. So you open it up, take out the cartridge, take out the manual, Circus Convoy instructions for your Atari video computer system. Welcome to Circus Convoy, the first Atari 2600 game brought to you by David Crane and Gary Kitchen in over 30 years. In Circus Convoy, you play as Andre the Magnificent, a.k.a. the Chameleon, a circus strongman traveling in the Heartland Traveling Circus. As the circus convoy barrels down the blacktop, Andre has learned that a rival circus has sabotaged their gear, all but guaranteeing cancellation of their next show. In the process, the saboteur has scattered an array of circus props throughout the convoy for you to use. But be careful. Many dangerous items were also left behind. Now it's up to you and Andre to collect every circus prop and check out the sideshows to make sure every target and skill work perfectly. Good luck. The circus's strongman, sometimes a swami or a clown or three question marks, what we do know is that he travels the world with the Heartland Traveling Circus, a mobile carnival circus show, and he's a master of, disgu of disguise. He has learned the art of incognito, how to blend into a crowd in such a way that you might look directly at him and not even notice him. He is known as the Chameleon, but today he appears to us simply as Andre the Magnet. My sense is, although I don't know, that this character was intended to appear in other games, and maybe has. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we get the uh, instructions that are always present, tell you how to use the joystick. On the title screen, you can choose to register your game or start the game. I have never, for the record, I've never registered the game. I don't think, eh, no, I don't think I have. Maybe I should do that at some point. From the title screen, push the joystick right to start playing. 
old-school play, state-of-the-art technology. To capture the old-school retro feel and stay true to the Atari 2600 console, David and Gary designed Circus Convoy using the same technology that was available in the early 1980s when they created such Activision classics as Pitfall and Keystone Capers. In addition, the game utilizes state-of-the-art dynamic QR code technology that allows you to access online help guides and submit your game scores. No more taking photos of your game screen to submit your high score. With your mobile device, simply submit your high scores directly to Audacity's global leaderboard. I have never done that. For reasons that will be obvious when you look at the field report. There's some brief instructions on how to uh, access and use the QR code. At the start of the game, you're atop the Andre's dressing trailer. They suggest you run around a little bit to get a feel of how the guy works. Not only can he jump over enemies and obstacles, he can jump between the semis that make up the convoy. And check out his running slide maneuver. Simply pull down on the joystick while running to slide to a perfectly controlled stop. This can help you get through some pretty tight spots. Explore the massive convoy while collecting all the circus props you can find. When you don't think you can go any further, experiment with the props you've collected at different locations along the convoy. But remember, sometimes you can use one prop to get into a place, but may require a different one to get out. When you need help, check out the online gaming guides for a few useful tips. Just toggle the game select and point your smartphone's camera at the QR code. I did not do that. I should have, but I did not. On screen, you see various things. You see Andre, you see a drone flying overhead sometimes, birds, airplanes, giraffes, circus props in your inventory panel, which can include a parachute, a bomb, a black key, a gold key, a ruby key, a crystal key, a jade key, a birder, a star, a gold bar, a gas can, a one-up, a padlock, a brick wall, a toy gun, which looks a lot like a real gun, ammo, and, uh, and these are all things you can pick up along the way. They show up in your inventory, and you have to figure out the ways to use them and when to use them. Your enemies include an airplane, a bunny and hat, a flaming skull, toy teeth, those chattering teeth things, rattlesnake, cobra, electric spark, an open flame, an alien, a propane, a lighter igniter thing, a flaming hoop, a unicycle, a scorpion, a clown, and a giraffe. If Andre loses a life during play, he'll respawn somewhere along the same truck he was on before he was hurt. But be careful, Andre only has five lives with which to complete the game, unless you pick up extra lives along the way. Scoring is based upon finding and using every circus prop in addition to collecting every star. Pull down on the joystick while simultaneously pressing the red button to display the inventory panel. Move the joystick to select the star prop, and once again, press the red button to display the status screen, which shows your elapsed time, the number of stars you've collected, the number of sideshows completed, the number of lives remaining, and the number of keys collected. Pressing the red button returns you to the game screen. No spoilers here for the field report, but I have never completed, nor have I seen, a sideshow. The maximum score possible on each sideshow is five stars. You may have to play each one many times to earn the perfect score. You're awarded stars from a sideshow when you successfully navigate it back outside. If you die in a sideshow, any stars that you collect during that play are lost. All your props show up in your inventory. Pull down on the joystick while simultaneously pressing the red button to access it and it will show you four props at a time, displaying an underlying cursor below the prop that is currently highlighted. I think we all basically know how inven scrolling inventory things work. The quantity of each highlighted circus prop you have collected is shown at the top of the screen, as well as graphically below the prop's icon. You can only select a prop if you have at least one in inventory. At the point you're ready to use a prop, but you haven't actually used it yet. Oh, once you select it, you're ready to use it, but you haven't actually used it yet. If you change your mind, you can return it to the inventory by pushing up on the joystick and pressing the red button. The prop you've selected appears in the upper left corner of the game screen, and to use it, you just press the red button. While playing the game, you learn which inventory items can be used for travel between trucks. If you run out of those and find you can't leave the truck you're on, don't waste time. 
submit that score and play again. Next time, trying to be more frugal with your inventory. Or just do what I did, just restart the game. And again, they remind you that sometimes one prop gets you into a place and a totally different prop gets you out. And then the uh, manual talks about quitting the game and submitting your score. It's the thing with the QR code, which I've never done. And then there's a brief bio of, or tips rather, from David Crane and Gary Kitchen. David Crane, of course, has 40 years of gaming experience. He was instrumental in launching the multi-billion dollar third-party video game software industry. He was an early Atari employee, co-founder of Activision, known for his whimsical gameplay, finding amusing, compelling ways for the game player and all of us to interact with on-screen characters from Pitfall Harry and Pitfall. This game, Circus Convoy, has big-time Pitfall feels for me. He also did Freeway, and he created the jelly bean-eating, shape-changing blob from the vitamin-deficient planet of Blobablonia, Bababalonia, in A Boy and His Blob, which I'm not familiar with. He's published nearly 100 commercial video game products. In 2010, he was the inaugural recipient of the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences Pioneer Award. He was also awarded the 2009 IGN.com Top 100 Game Creators of All Time, the 2003 Game Developer's Choice First Penguin Award, and the 1990 Parents' Choice Award for A Boy and His Blob. Quote, Yes, there is an Easter egg in this game, and you need it to get a perfect game. No, I'm not going to give you a hint about where it is, or how to earn it. If you find it, be sure to drop me a note at davidcrane at audacitygames.com. Good luck. If anyone, I, I don't want to know what the Easter egg is, but if anyone has found the Easter egg and emailed David Crane, I'm just curious what sort of a response you get back. Meanwhile, Gary Kitchen is an accomplished video game designer with over 40 years experience as a toy designer, inventor, and pioneer of the video game industry. Personally designed and programmed a multitude, multitude of games and oversaw the development and publishing of more than 300 titles. Retro game lovers remember his Atari 2600 version of Donkey Kong, the hit game Keystone Capers, and computer products such as Designer's Pencil and Gary Kitchen's Game Maker. He's gotten many awards and nominations, including Best Simulation Game for Game Informer Magazine from Game Informer Magazine for Super Battle Tank, Best Creativity Product from SBA Excellence in Software for Gary Kitchen's Game Maker, and Video Game of the Year, Certificate of Merit from Electronic Game Magazine's magazine for Keystone Tapers. Personal awards and honors include Video Game Designer of the Year from Computer Entertainer Magazine, Lifetime Achievement Award in Video Games from Classic Gaming Expo, and nomination by Inc. Magazine as New Jersey Entrepreneur of the Year. Quote, Watch the eyes of the evil clown to get an idea of what he is thinking, but be careful, he is an excellent shot. If you get by him, shoot me an email at garykitchen at audacitygames.com and let me know how you did same deal. If uh, you happen to email him, I'm just curious what sort of response you get. Then you can join the Circus Convoy Club. See what you get. Upload your qualifying score, and we'll send you a membership patch. I don't know, though, if that is a like a like a physical patch in the mail, or if that's some sort of uh, on-screen patch thing. If anyone's gotten it, let me know. Casey's Gold. That's the other new title from Audacity Games, due out in, at the time this manual is written, due out in spring of 2021. The Gold Rush Gulch Railroad has been assigned to move tons of gold across the open desert to destinations unknown, but someone has tried to steal the gold. Now it's up to you and Conductor Casey O'Kelly to search every train car for the missing treasure. From caboose to engine and every rail car in between, Casey must look high and low to find each gold bar and coin. Can you do it before time runs out? Find out when you climb aboard the Gold Rush Gulch Railroad in Casey's Gold. I do not have that one. I honestly felt like I spent enough on Circus Convoy. So I did not pick up Casey's Gold yet. If anyone's played it, 
uh, go ahead and give us a mini review. And that is how you play Circus Convoy from Audacity Games 2021. I'm not rich or famous. I'm not a movie star, rock icon, first responder, nurse, doctor, or anybody else whom we all look up to. I'm just a schnook. Just like Bill, I love to tell stories. Unlike Bill, though, I'm not creative enough to write my own, so I just tell my own real-life stories in this book-read-by-the-author-style podcast. All about life lessons, growing up, and every episode, a segment about music. Music that I love, artists that I admire, and sometimes even my own music. You can find Autobiography of a Schnook on all your favorite podcast suppliers, or you can go to schnookpodcast.com. That's S-C-H-N-O-O-K, podcast.com. And I firmly believe the good goes around, and I sincerely hope that Autobiography of a Schnook proves to be some good that goes around your way. The Audacity Games website says that after hundreds of requests for original old-school games, from your favorite authors, Audacity Games was founded by Activision co-founder David Crane and ex-Activision game designers Gary and Dan Kitchen. Here's your one-stop shop for games from the old masters with apologies to Rembrandt. You can get Circus Convoy, Casey's Gold, you can get a cartridge case, I'm looking at their store, a circuit board, label sheets. Audacity Games develops, manufactures, and publishes professionally made original retro games complete in box. We also support the homebrew community offering circuit boards, cartridge plastic, and blank label sheets to allow people to make and publish their own games. There's a piece on GameScholar.com where Leonard Herman writes, In early 2020, I had an agreement with Dan Kitchen to do the documentation for his new game, Dan Kitchen's Gold Rush, that he was releasing under his own company, Tiki Vision, which would have been a sequel to his brother Gary's Activision hit game, Keystone Capers. He worked on it for a while, didn't really go anywhere, and then uh, this guy found out that the project was being moved to this new venture with Gary and David Crane called Audacity. And this guy was uh, prompted to switch gears and work on the manual for their first game, Circus Convoy. Circus Convoy was the most polished manual I created to date, designed to look like an Activision manual. I spent more time on this one than on any manual that I did before it. Very happy with the result. The video game critic gives the game an A- grade, calls the game inventive and fun, the game will thrill old-school gamers with the familiar sights of chomping crocodiles, toy airplanes, hissing cobras, and bombs with flickering fuses. Remember the scene in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where young Indy was running along those circus boxcars? Circus Convoy is a lot like that. Graphics extremely colorful and sharp. The action can be harrowing at times, but the controls are right on point. It's more than just a treasure hunt. It is a treasure in itself. Well, that's all fine, video game critic. But what did I think of this game? That's really what everyone wants to know. So, after the break, the circus comes to town. What's your favorite part of the circus, Henry? You like the clowns? You like the, the elephant? You like the general creepiness factor? He can't decide. Well, he's about to find out what he likes best about the circus, and it's called Circus Convoy. Are you ready to check this out? He's so ready. 
You can do this headshot. I don't know if you're picking up that audio on the microphone or not, but it's a jaunty little song. There's a guy, I'm gonna call Andre the Giant, on top of that train. That's not what they call him. a train on a regular road? Well, I called it a train. It's not, actually. It's a semi-truck. Really? Just relax, dude. Wait till the game starts. Alright. Here we go. You are the chameleon. In this game, you are Andre the Magnificent. I think the chameleon intended to be a character throughout many games. In this game, you're Andre the Magnificent. If you've listened to the rest of the show, I've already explained all this, so we'll just get right to it. Maybe. This guy looks a lot like Pitfall Harry in a different outfit. Star. Bird. Gas can. Another star. Bomb. Parachute. Of course, we're ignoring behind us the awesome uh, Activision-style sunset behind us. Sort of an iconic uh, scene. I noted that this guy looks like Pitfall Harry already. Uh, very nicely rendered. Semi-truck and trailer barreling down the highway. Alright, so let's check out the inventory. So far we have parachutes, bombs, gas can, and a star. Two of them, actually. And now some bricks. I have not yet figured out what the bricks are for, nor have I figured out what the hammer is for, but I have one now. Here's a ladder that goes down to the bottom of the uh, semi-trailer. Very, uh, again, very pitfall-esque. Oh no, a lock. What do I do? Well, I have to get the black key. Here we are on the cab of the semi. I need some fuel to make the semi go faster. And then I can jump onto the next semi. Bunny in a hat. Very cute. Not my friend. Bunnies are not your friends, people. There's the black key. Oops, now I killed myself. Oh yeah. So now I want to get back to the other part of the semi, to the other semi, where the lock was. So I need to use a parachute, for some reason. Whee! Now... There's the key. There it is. Now, oh yeah, and then I get a toy gun with actual bullets, apparently. I don't quite understand that, but alright. Another blast of fuel. Jump. Bunny. Get out of the way. Bomb. This yellow lock on the side of this truck, I think that is significant somehow, but I've yet to figure out how. Airplane, don't get hit by the airplane. Like that. Dang it. What do you think of this game, Henry? Does this look like something you would play? It's all puzzles, of course. There's not a whole lot of action. It's just, uh... You know, picking up these uh, 
See, I don't know what that is all about either. When I flipped this little thingy on this thing that looks like a gas can, then there was a quick shot of a screen that said a couple words on it. Um, here. We haven't used our binoculars yet. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, shoot. I can't because I haven't picked up the binoculars yet. Let's go get the binoculars. looking through binoculars at the three cars ahead of me three trucks ahead of me yes okay I've looked through the binoculars now now I need some more fuel I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this lock I yeah I think I tried that earlier I'll try it again Just says item in use. Click to put back. No, I don't want to do that. Manual said if it doesn't do anything, that's not what it wants. So that was a good thought, Henry. I tried that too. Alright. I don't want to parachute. I can shoot it. Oops. Yep, that's not it, I guess. binoculars. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Whole lot of empty road up ahead. So clearly there's something else I'm supposed to do. This is all the farther I've gotten. Um, this is the whole game, basically. It's a lovely looking game. It's one I would keep playing. But I'm not gonna right now, because I just died. I think you get the idea. Back to you in the studio. Hey Atari fans, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Join Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the Atari's last answer, the 8-bit gaming system, as well as delve deep into their history. Kieran will also introduce everyone to the UK's budget games. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com. For years, Dogwater Hunt, alien abductee, many times over, has scanned the skies waiting for the aliens to return to his hometown of Santa Claus, Indiana. Yes, it's a real place. This year on Christmas Eve, Dogwater believes it will happen. Dogwater's friend, Cameron Jones, a successful novelist, is struggling with writer's block. A talking goldfish? That's normal, isn't it? 
and a battle with his ex-wife over her plan to move to England with their five-year-old daughter. Meanwhile, up at the North Pole, Santa himself has got his own problems. After centuries of being jolly, the constant tide of kids who believe, then don't anymore, is wearing on him. So he quits, hangs up the red suit, and is cringled no more. Where does he go? Santa Claus, Indiana, obviously. The story of how these three men are thrown together is told in the novel In the Saint Nick of Time, written by the guy you've been listening to this whole episode. It's about time there was a Santa Claus story for adults, so he wrote one. Will these guys save Christmas? Probably. That's how these books work. But you gotta read it to find out how. Go to www.carnivalofgleekcreations.com for more information about the book and some of the places you can order it. Happy Holidays! Here's the thing about Circus Convoy for the 2600. Not surprisingly, I really like this game. Everything I've read has mentioned this already, but uh, it's just well known that probably there are some of you out there who disagree. But many, maybe most, of the most memorable and entertaining games for the Atari came from these guys. David Crane, Gary Kitchen, Dan Kitchen. Uh, So it's no shock that they would, even all these years later, in purposely trying to create a retro-style game, would succeed with a title like Circus Convoy. And I'm sure the other one uh, is good, too. Someday I will plunk down the money and get that one, too. I had a lot of fun with it. I need to spend more time. I just barely cracked the surface with it. I need to spend more time to figure out how to use these different items in my inventory to actually progress in the game. What you saw in the field report is literally all the farther I ever got with this when I was messing around with it. But as always, with these episodes, I get a little taste, and then I share with you my little taste of the game, and uh, and then I go write a story. So that's all the farther I've gotten, but it's it's a game that I will come back to and sit down with uh, some Sunday afternoon when I got nothing else to do, because it's just fun. If you guys have thoughts about Circus Convoy, whatever those thoughts are, please share them with us. It's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time with Bill. This week's story comes to us from Bad Poetry Corner, and it's titled Over the Big Top, Gravel Beneath Tires, Moon's High, The Van Will Part Here for the Night, Just One Van Now, Decent sleep site. No flashy train passing towns by. No animals trumpeting cry. Jacks rolls quietly. No showman. He traded tiny car for a van. No makeup needed to look sad. Jacks had a calling. So did Dad. Now Dad's dead. The circus shit canned. Even birthday parties don't call. While once the circus owned the town, time moved on the last tent torn down. The kids, the game, don't come at all. Laugh at clowns, but not for pratfalls. Between downloads, they joke and smirk. No, they don't. Clown's not worth the work. Jack steps from the van, grabs a smoke. His chilled breath gives the smoke a poke. Here, not just his own shadow lurks. 
Quentin sits alone on a bench. Odd place for it, but sit he does. Back off, he says as the tears flood. Jax could drive on, would be a cinch. Go now, Q screams, son of a bitch. Tough audiences are Jax's drug, and it seems Q needs laughter's hug. Go on, Q grunts as Jax cartwheels. Does superb act. Jax was big deal. And Quentin laughs like a big lug. Laughter is the best medicine, Jax crows with a bow. Call me Doc. Takes Q's pulse in his nose. Tick-tock. My man, Jax says, all good again. Not me, Q says, way too much sin. Have a balloon spider, my man. Jax takes the gift, decides he can. Q beams, thanks. Jack says, circus rules. Not that, Q grunts and stands, you fool. Mimes Jack's in a box. Steals his van. Hi, this is 8-Bit Rocket, Jeff Fulton, from the Into the Vertical Blank Generation Atari podcast. And you are listening to the incomparable William Pepper and his wonderful stories of the game within a game on the Atari Bytes podcast. When you are done here, come visit us in the Vertical Blank. Now, back to Bill. And that's our show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and Competech.com for Creative Commons use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the storytime theme. Head over to Apple Podcasts and make a balloon animal review of this show. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at ataribytes. Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, look us up on Instagram. Oh, by the way, I am not planning to leave Twitter, despite the dumpster fire that it is right now. But if Twitter just folds up shop... Or if you guys just want another place to follow me, I do have a Mastodon account now. It is brand new as I'm recording this, and I don't, frankly, totally understand Mastodon at this point, but it is, uh, I'm there under Carnival of Glee. I'm not splitting out my accounts for different podcasts and things. It's just, everything I do will be over there with me as Carnival of Glee. I did put up on my Twitter uh, feed an invitation that you can click on, I guess, to head over there and follow me there. Uh, I'll probably do that again at some point. But uh, in the meantime, you can look for me at uh, Carnival of Glee and uh, and follow me there. And I hope you will. I'll be post- posting the same kind of stuff that I do other places. And uh, and I guess we'll see what happens. If any of you guys are over there on uh, Mastodon and you want to share with us where you're at, please do. Because, uh, you know, a lot of us are, are wandering off. To, uh, to new lands, given what's happening at Twitter. So, thanks. Oh, but hey, if you want to talk to us directly, you can call us. Uh, I say directly, but in truth, I'm not going to talk to you when you call. But if you'd like to call 563-265-1978 and leave a voicemail about, I don't care, most anything, probably related to video games and stories, but, you know, you do you, and, uh, and there's a pretty good chance I'll play it on the podcast. Check out the website, www.carnivalofgleecreations.com. Everything I just said is up there on the website as well, along with links to places, just some of the places you can buy books that I've written. Uh, It's the holiday season. Everybody's shopping for stuff to buy. I got books to sell. 
Seems like a, a magical combination. You can also support the podcast uh, by going over to patreon.com, where Atari Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, has a page over there, and you can sign up and help support the show that way and get um, you know, little special uh, bonuses, anywhere from thanks from me to bonus material. Pretty good deal. Speaking of thanks, these people all have my eternal gratitude. Michael Tyler, Jose Gazeta, Sean Courtney, M. West, Jeremy L., Mark Super, Jim Goble, and Robert Ferguson. All right, all that's left is to tell you next time on Atari Bytes. I alluded to this early in the episode, but after I tweeted about Christmas Comes to Packland, it kind of sat there in my head to the point where I finally decided, screw it, I'm going to go ahead and watch Christmas Comes to Packland. So I've decided next episode, instead of playing a game, and writing a story, I'm going to watch uh, Christmas Comes to Packland and tell you what's what with that episode and kind of what I thought about it. So if you guys have thoughts about Christmas Comes to Packland, go ahead and share them, and I will spread them to the world, at least the, the small part of the world that listens to this podcast. I would also like it if you sent me prayers, because this sounds like a bad show. Maybe send me booze, too. And, of course, as always, until next time, go play some old games. Or some new ones, like Audacity Games offerings. They've missed you. Thank you.